thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. It's such a joy for me to speak to you again through this broadcast and to encourage you in your faith to trust upon God. Whatever your situation is, know that God is with you because he has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you all the days of your life. Yes, to the end of the world, I will be with you. And when God is with us and for us, who can be against us? My friend, I know that maybe you are going through things in life and uh, you don't know how to get out and you don't know how to get through. But today I want to tell you from the word of God, have faith upon the Lord. Have faith in his name. Have faith in his power, in his love and in his goodness, in his mercy and in his grace. He loves you and he will bring you through every circumstance of life. My dear friend, I know that he has a miracle in store for you today, but we need to believe upon him. To trust God is always something that is very important for the Lord. If we see the people in the Bible who received great miracles and great provision and great breakthroughs, it were those people that trusted upon the Lord. Yes, even in times when all else failed and all else went against them, when the wind was against them, God came through with great power and with great light and with great miracles. Yes, I should say, especially when all other things failed. God was there, standing like a rock in the midst of the great storm. And today he is with you as a rock, and you can stand upon him and stand upon his word and know that his word will never pass away. His promises will never fail. His goodness and his mercy, it is new for you this day. My friend, last time we were looking to the story of Rahab. Now we find the story of Rahab in the beginning of the book of Joshua, and it's a mighty story to read. There is so much we can learn from this woman, and especially from her faith. Her faith gives such encouragement to us. She was standing alone, and that's what we talked about last time, that her faith was a faith that dared to stand alone. Do you dare to stand alone with God? Do you dare to hold on to his word when all your friends and maybe your family and business people and intelligent, wise advisors tell you to trust upon banks or trust upon medicines and doctors and trust upon the things of this world? I'm surely not against all these things, but let's keep our trust upon God first and foremost. And we know that who trusts upon him, he will not be put ashamed if you will trust upon him. And she had a faith that was singular, a faith that dared to trust upon God in the midst when she was the only one in that city and great calamity was heading towards that city. We know that when God gave the promise to his children, the children of God, he promised them that wonderful land overrunning with milk and with honey. And they were on their way, this new generation, and Joshua was leading them. And the first great city that was in front of them, that was a mighty city with great walls around it. And you could not just penetrate it. I mean, it was really a monster of a city standing in the way 
of them to take hold of that promised land. And so many times in our lives, the promises of God are there. But before we can enjoy those promises, before we can really take hold of those promises, there will be a great and mighty city with great walls that is impenetrable, and it will look like we will never be able to overcome it. But you know, God is able, and he is more than able to bring down any wall and any obstacle. I can say any giant, he will bring it down, and he doesn't need a great thing to do a great thing. No, we know from the word that God usually uses that which is small, that which is insignificant, that which has no power, or which is not of great wisdom out of itself, and he uses that to put ashamed the things that this world is trusting upon. He uses a little shepherd boy with a little stone to bring down a great giant. And here in this story, we see that all the Israelites had to do was march around that city. Seven days, each day, one time around the city, except that last day, they had to march around the city seven times. And after the seventh time, on the seventh day, they had to shout And with a great shout, they had to praise God and blow on the trumpets. And when they were shouting and praising God, God did a great miracle. And he brought down every part of the wall, except this little part where there was the house of Rahab on top of it. And she and her family was inside. And she was saved with her family and her whole family was saved because of her and her faith, her trust upon God and her actions Faith brought her to make and to do great actions. And it's not because of good works that we receive the grace of God. It's because of the grace of God that we can do great works. It's because of faith that we will have great works, but not the other way around. And this was a woman who did great works because she believed, because she trusted upon the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, trust upon him today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And his hand is not shortened. His power has not uh, decreased. He is ever glorious, ever powerful this day. And he will do it for you, my friend. Well, Rahab, we talked last time, her faith was uh, singular. She dared to trust upon God, even when everybody in the city trusted upon the walls and trusted upon their army and trusted upon their own strength and their own wisdom, when they trusted upon their king and upon their own past, she trusted upon the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. The second thing I learned from this woman's faith is that her faith was active. You know, faith without action is that faith. But she had a faith that pushed her to come to action. And we also need to have faith that will bring us to come to action. This is so important for us to believe and to do. Not only believe without doing, but to believe and to do. Well, the first thing where she was active in her faith, it was mentally, in her thinking. Now, this is some part of us that sometimes we think uh, kind of bypasses a faith, that faith will bypass the mind. But that's not true, my friend. Faith should come into our mind and activate our thinking. Our mind, it, it rattles on and on. 
I know many people, they cannot sleep because their mind is just rattling on all night long. It's going from one opposite to the other opposite, and it's going like 100 miles an hour, and it's so difficult for them to come to the rest and to put their mind at ease and, and, and to submit their thinking to the Lord. With other people, they think that the gospel and the word of God and the things of faith have nothing to do with the mind. But I'm so glad that I have learned that to have a real, that real faith, that, that great faith that will produce great works and that will bring great victories. It's a faith that also comes into the mind. When we start reading the word and we let that word come into our thinking and the positive word of the Lord and the promises of the Lord comes to fulfill our mind. Oh, what a wonderful thing it is. And when that faith that we have is is well rooted in the word of God, it, it is like a, a strong tree that is well rooted in the word of God. That's so important because then we will not be pushed left and right so quickly and so easily with all the different doctrines that we find today in the world and that have always been there. Oh, so many people, they believe today because they had some kind of revival, some kind of touch in their feeling. Now, I believe in that. Of course, I believe in that. And I think that's very important. When God comes into your life, he touches every part of your being. He touches your mind. He touches your feeling. He touches your body. It's a wonderful thing when the Spirit of God and the Word of God rushes through you like a mighty river, and it touches the whole being, and it brings refreshments, refreshment, and it brings life, and it brings an abundance in the whole being. But for many people, they think they cannot have their mind activated and to be in faith. Now, I know, of course I know, that uh, for some people it's a problem because uh, when faith comes and when faith is spoken, their natural and carnal mind will always bring thoughts against faith. It will always bring thoughts that things are not possible and that uh, 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 you feel like you're crazy and you're so weak and you have nothing and what you're standing on feels like it's not solid at all. But, but those thoughts need to be submitted to the Word of God. And in our mind, there must be built the, the Word of God that is ever true and that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word, it will remain. Oh, and that Word must also remain in our mind. She was active in her mind. The Word, when it came into her mind, it was activated and it activated her mind. She knew something about the past. She knew how the God of Israel had delivered his people, his children, from that great tyrant king, that pharaoh in Egypt. And she had heard the stories how God had delivered his people, the Israelites, from other kings and from other armies. And, and so she knew the things of the past, and she believed what God did in the past. That's why it's so important that we will read the Word and that we will tell our children and tell others what God has done in our life and what God has done in the past. Because when we see what God has done in the past and when we believe that He has truly done it in the past, that He is the Creator 
of heaven and earth, that he did put every star into orbit and into order, and that he made the earth and everything that is upon it, and that he created the, uh, every living thing upon this world and even gave the breath of life into mankind. I tell you, when you start to see the power of God, how he opened up that Red Sea and how he made so many other great, wonderful miracles, how he brought so many other miracles to being in the past, and you start to believe that he did it in the past and that it's true in what he did in the past, he will also do it today. That will help you to understand and to believe for today. Her mind was activated when she heard the things that God did in the past. It helped her to know what to do today because it also showed a picture of the future. She believed what God did in the past and she knew that he would repeat it and do it again for the Israelites right now, today or tomorrow or next week. It was coming. It was, it, it was imminent. And she believed that as God had delivered the Israelites from Egypt and other kings, that he would also deliver them of this great city, Jericho, and that the great walls of Jericho would not save Jericho, and that the king of Jericho would not be able to save the people of Jericho. She believed that what happened in the past was coming in the future, and so it brought her to come to activation today. She said to herself, I am a citizen of Jericho. I'm a part of Jericho. I enjoy the privileges of a citizen of Jericho, but God is against this city. And if I'm a part of this city, if I am one with this people, then God is also against me. When God will destroy Jericho, I will also be destroyed because I'm part of this Jericho. And therefore, she made a a decision in her life. And she said to herself, and she said to the Lord, I will disavow my allegiance to this city and I will no longer consider myself a part of this city or of these people. I will be a part of his people. I will see him as my God. I will choose him as my God, the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Israel will be my God also. And she prayed and believed that he was a great God and also a merciful God. And she trusted upon him and she made her distance with Jericho and she became part of the people of God, even though she was a citizen of Jericho. I believe this important thing to do today that we will say, I will not trust upon this world. I am not part of this of the thinking of this world or of the system of this world. Yes, I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. I belong to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I am one of his children. And so she pledged her allegiance to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And she said, from this day on, even though I'm still here in Jericho, I do not consider myself a citizen of Jericho, but I consider myself a citizen of the people of Israel. Well, you know, her faith was active in her mind, but it also became active in her own realm because she said to herself, I'm no longer part of these people. Uh, it did not mean that she now 
thought that I must be a heroine and now I must kill the king of Jericho and I must bring these walls down by myself. And she did not get active in that kind of a way, but she did get active in her own realm. As the Lord moved her, and I believe it was the moving of the Lord that gave her ideas in her mind, that gave her, uh, 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 that guided her and leaded her to know what to do when these spies came in. She felt, yes, that's something I can do. I can hide them. I can protect them because now they are one of me. I am one of them. We are one. I belong to them. They belong to me. And I will do what I can within this city. And you know, I believe this is so important, my friends. So many feel the calling of the Lord on their life. And some maybe even had a prophetic word of a great calling upon their life. And maybe they would save thousands or hundreds of thousands or do other great works that the Lord would do to them. But you know, I've seen many with a prophetic word like that ultimately do nothing at all because they just sit and wait for the Lord and uh, or they they go somewhere trying to do some great work, but they try to do it out of their own strength and power. But you know, Rahab, she became active in her region, in her, the realm where she was, and she did what she had to do. If you are a mother, become active as a mother and do your job as a mother. If you are a husband, do your job as a husband. If you are a worker, then do your job as a worker and see how the Lord will lead you at that work to be a light and to be a testimony. If you're an employer, work there and be a blessing there. Moses, he kept sheep, same as David. Gideon was threshing and the disciples were fishing. They were active in their own sphere, in their own realm. And it was there that the Lord found them while they were active. And he, at a certain time, it's not only what God has for you to do, but it's also the timing when God wants you to do it. He called them out and he brought them to that place where he could use them mightily. And, you know, finally today, well, I have two more, actually. She served God to the best of her ability. Her faith was active to the best of her ability. What we do with the Lord let us do it to the best of our ability. And this is lastly, she did it to great or at great risk to herself. You know, some of us, we are already afraid, afraid to do what God called us to do because we are afraid we might lose a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or maybe the family will get upset, or maybe our friends will not have us over anymore, or maybe our boss will threaten us that we will lose our job. And these are serious things. I understand it. But she did this with great risk to herself because her faith made her run risk of being put to death. And so many of our brothers and sisters around the world in these days, especially in, in these days today, they are putting their faith into action at great risk because they have been put to death or someday their families and others are at risk to be put to death because of their faith. But you know, she put everything on the line and uh, she rather lose everything in this world, but hold on to that eternity than to give up eternity and hold on to the few more moments, the few days she still had in Jericho. Oh, my friend, let's learn from this woman, Rahab. 
Let's have a faith that is active in our mind. Let's have a faith that we will put to action to the best of our being and we will do it right there where we are in our own sphere, in our own realm, and let's do it even if it would mean that we run great risk and we know that God will come through and God will bless us. Oh, I just want to encourage you with this word today. Hold on to the Lord because we know that she held on to the word of the Lord and she was saved. And not only her, but her whole family was saved because of the faith that she had and the action that came with it. Oh God, I pray right now for those that are listening to this broadcast. You know, they are maybe right now in the midst of a great battle themselves. And maybe the enemy is attacking them or maybe their family is is upset or maybe their friends have walked away. You know exactly what's going on in their life. But I ask you, Lord, strengthen them this day through your word and through this prayer that they will hold on to your promise and that they will hold on to your word and that they will march forward believing in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because we know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore and all your promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you. So very good today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 